I'm telling you, because this thing has been a battle, amen. So we're just grateful, amen, that he made it, amen. I believe he got all A's and one B, amen. Graduating in the top 5% of his class. Out of over 700 children. I'm telling you, God is good. So it's been a challenge, but God yet gets the glory, amen. Amen. We're going to move right along, amen. Um, Real quick, I want to um, acknowledge, um, this was a card that was left last week, and I, I didn't get a chance to uh, to read it to us because of the card of, of appreciation for New Covenant Worship Center. It says, New Covenant Worship Center, your house is full of agape love. Living and I have had the great pleasure of experiencing it firsthand. We are so blessed to be amongst the family of NCWC. We truly appreciate the generous love offering that was, that was sown into Libby's amazing journey. I love the outpouring support we show our outstanding and phenomenal children. The training they receive, receive here is second to none. I feel overwhelmed with emotions when I see the accomplishment of our children. I see great men and women birthed here at NCWC. Oh, how awesome is our God. Family continue to follow the will of God and see our children reach their destinies. Amen. So this is from Sandy, Libby, and family. Amen. We appreciate Sister Sandy, Sister Libby. For sowing into her trip, she's coming back Wednesday from London. Amen. She's traveling overseas and she's studying abroad in her college endeavor. Amen. All right, we give God glory and praise. Brother uh, Joel has another engagement tonight at 6 p.m., I believe, amen, at Cornerstone Church with Apostle House, amen. So he's going to be in the Chicago Heights area this evening, and I'm just grateful. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going to ask, I'm just, I'm just being led by the Holy Spirit, so y'all just, you know, just flow with us. But I'm going to ask if uh, Brother Ryan just come up just with him, his cousin, and just, uh, I'm going to share about uh, their business that they just endeavored in and what they've opened up, because it's something that's new. Uh, to the city of uh, Chicago, and uh, sometimes we have to know that people have great ideas, uh, great witty inventions, um, and things that begin to become developed and actually manifest uh, through much prayer and through much uh, faithfulness. So, just share real quick about you know your business and how that thing got going. And um, we'll, then we're gonna go into the word. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, so, like I said, my cousin's been here this whole weekend. Um, just this past weekend, my wife has opened up a new hair salon. Now, you might just say, okay, there's another hair salon. But what her business is, is that she supports families who are transracially adopting African and African-American uh, children. So the business is called Styles for Kids. Um, she has grown this business for eight years now. Um, she did traveling services, uh, so basically she would go to the homes of uh, families, uh, Caucasian families who had adopted African African-American kids, and for families who did not know how to take care of their children's hair, Come on. she would go in to hair care service, hair care education on how to uh, manage children's hair, basically to uplift the children because you know, the families did not know what to do. Um, so she has done this for so many years. Now she got the opportunity to open up a salon in Oak Park Amen. where they can come and have the kids come in, get their hair done, um, you know, have the families just look at what they're doing, um, getting more education. She also does 
uh, workshops too. Um, so now it's getting to the point that I don't know if you guys have seen Straight Hand and Sarah. She was just on that um, the weekend of Mother's Day. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, she was. She's also. She's been on Windy City Live. And then she's also done the docu a documentary called 60 Second Docs, where it's doing everything about her business and what she has done. Um, so, you know, if you guys would be interested, um, the website is Styles for Kids with a Z, instead of an S at the end, for kids.org. Um, you can take a look and see the website. It also has a location of um, the salon, which is 20 West Lake Street in Oak Park, Illinois. Amen. 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 So I'm telling you, there are many gifts and many talents that God has placed in the body of Christ and people who have a heart for people. Amen. Um, that's a unique something. That's a unique uh, opportunity. Um, and I believe there's great uh, clientele for that particular business. So we just want to, hey, just give him a shout and give him a plug, amen, uh, for what he's doing. So we're grateful for that. And thank God for Brother Joel once again from being here all the way from Maryland. So we're going to get into this word real quick. I've had a lot to cover, a lot to say, but I need the time to kind of slow down. Because <sighs> my timekeeper to my left is going to be on me, amen? She has on a red shirt with a bull on the front. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, come on, y'all. Let's, let's get this word real quick. Um, if you have your Bibles, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. So last week we started this new series entitled The Power of Agreement. The Power of Agreement. Um, and in this series, um, we're going to teach, and we've been, last week we kind of laid a foundation just to kind of um, identify that if we're going to walk in agreement with God, walk in agreement with his word, that we have to disagree with, with what God disagrees with. We have to come to the understanding of knowing what God calls righteous and what God, what God calls unrighteous. And when we understand um, what God likes and what he dislikes, and that we come to the understanding of coming into agreement with what he calls just, what he calls righteous, that positions us to walk in the fullness of what God wants us to walk in. And it positions us to have a blessed life. Um, you can't have a life that's filled with the blessings of the Lord, that's filled with the power of God, that's filled with the glory of God, if you're living in a state of confusion. And where there is confusion and turmoil, there is lack of agreement. Because as we found out last week, the word agreement means to be in harmony with. Um, anytime that you have, when, this, when the band is up here playing, if they're playing all types of different songs and they're on a different song from the song that they're singing, it's going to sound like a bunch of noise. It's going to sound like something that's not going to be effective. You're not going to be able to follow along because they're out of unison. They're out of harmony. They're not on one accord. Amen. They're not in agreement. So understanding the power of agreement and understanding and coming in line with God's word is going to position us so that we can achieve the greater good of what God has for our life. And so we kind of laid some foundation last week. And today I want to step into uh, and to see the power of agreement into, in action in this man of God's life named Samuel. Yes. This brother is so amazing to me. And, and, and just to see his life, where he started from, uh, uh, the assignment that was placed upon him because of what his mother believed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. Can I take my time? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 
I, I, I want you guys to understand the power of your words and the power that we can begin to speak if we line our words up with God's word. When we speak the same language as God, we now achieve the same authority as God. I want to say that one more time. When we speak the things of God, we achieve the same authority of God. So as our words line up with God's word, we can operate in the same authority as God has called for us to operate in as he operates in. So when he said in the beginning, let there be light, he spoke it and it says, and there was. So as he spoke it, he came light now. Listen at this. Darkness had to agree with light. Because darkness disappeared. Oh, this is too much. This is too much already. See, when he spoke light, now darkness has to dissipate. And it now removes darkness because now light comes to center focus. So now that thing had to come into agreement with what God had commanded it to be. So we have the power in our words and what we say to command what things should be. Because we have the power to speak it according to God's plan and purpose for our life. Amen? Amen. So we have to get on one accord with God. We have to get in the same vein of God. We have to get in the same understanding of God. Come into agreement with him and to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us so that we can achieve what God desires for us to achieve. So now, let me, let me just give you some backdrop and give you some, some, uh, 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 some prerequisites before we get to 1 Samuel 3, let me just give you something so you can know what's going on, what's happening, because there may not be a, a church filled with all Bible scholars. So I want you to understand where we're coming from. Amen? If you've never matriculated through Sunday school, I need to give you a backdrop. So in 1 Samuel, we're introduced to Hannah, who is the wife of Elkanah. Now, Hannah is in a position where she is the uh, not only the only wife, but she is now another wife yes. <laughs> to the same man. So we already have issue and we have some, some concerns because Faniah is in a position where she's, uh, you know, uh, able to produce and she has children with Elkanah. But Elkanah has a great compassion, a great love for Hannah. And, and, and he's really committed to Hannah. He really loves her. And, and, and every time they would go up to the temple to worship on a yearly basis, the Bible says that he gave Hannah a double portion because she was unable to bear him a seed. So what you're lacking, God said, I'll be able to make up in the areas that you lack in. Oh, my God. If you attach yourself to the right people. So Hannah was attached to Elkanah that even though she could not bear him children, he did not show her any disdain or she didn't show him. He didn't show her any shade. Oh, my 21st century language speakers here. Uh, he didn't, you know, you know, just treat her any old kind of way because he, she, she could not give him children. So Hannah was in a position where she had became frustrated because Benaiah would prance around with her babies and, and she would be so confident because she could give Elkanah children and, and she would just kind of put this thing in her face and she was the one who was throwing a lot of shade. <laughs> And so as she was throwing shade to Elkanah, and I mean to, to, to Hannah, you know, all these issues would arise. And so Hannah did not go into her uh, Inglewood mindset because, oh, can I just talk about where I'm from? The south side 
in Chicago. You know, she didn't go into her sister girl attitude. Uh, she kept her composure. What I'm saying is, is that she didn't go uh, hoodlicious on her as she could have. She didn't speak her mind and she didn't have attitude and issue with Fania because she could have got real indignant with her based on how she treated her. Uh, but Hannah took another approach. Uh, she decided to take her burden to the Lord. She decided to take the thing that was, you know, irritating her, the thing that was agitating her. She said, I'm going to take it to the Lord. And so she found herself in the temple of God and she found herself offering up prayers to God and crying out to God, God, if you would just bless me with a child. Now, she didn't go to God concerning Phaniah because Phaniah was not her issue. That was God's concern because that was Elkanah's other boo. Oh. So if Elkanah didn't have issue with her, then I have to leave that issue up to Elkanah and God. See, some of us get into other people's business that does not belong to us, and we should be offering them up to the Lord while you're wasting warfare. I love the Lord. In his eyes. So Hannah didn't waste warfare on Benaiah. She went into warfare concerning what her issue was. And her issue was she had identified that she was barren. So she had to come into agreement with what was negative in order for God to turn it into a positive. Oh, see, some of y'all not gonna get no help in here. See, you don't want to admit you have a problem with your pride. You don't want to admit you have a problem depression. You don't want to admit you have a problem with your self-righteous self, with your judgmental self, with your arrogant, egotistical self. You don't want to admit that. So if you don't come into agreement that you have a problem, you will never be in a place for deliverance to flow to you because you're in denial. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. So when she came into agreement with her barrenness, she offered it to the Lord. And she said, God, I, I, I want to not just give a son and give a child to Elkanah because he got kids. See, that's, you know, Elkanah was cool. Because he told her, he said, baby, you know, I'm going to bring the 21st. Like, no, look, baby, it's all good. Because every time she would, he would give her a double portion, and she was real sad that day. And Elkanah said, baby, what's wrong? God, he gave you diamonds and furs and, and gave you a fool. You know, I, I done bought you up for rent loss and gave you a mortgage state. <laughs> Baby, I done upgraded you in everything and gave you the best of the T-bone. And, 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 and I'm trying to figure out, baby, why you not eating this? She said, because I, I want to be able to give you a child. Yeah, come on. I, I want to be able to have someone that I can call my own. Yes. I want to be able to have a, a greater connection with you. Yeah. I want to be able to connect with you on another level. Yeah. I want to be able to connect with you spiritually, emotionally, yeah. physically, mentally. I want to have a holistic relationship with you. Yeah. And so, okay, Elk and I said, well, baby, you know, I'm good. <laughs> you don't have to stress yourself out about that. Yeah. Oh, but Hannah had different issues. She had different attitude. She went into the temple and she said she prayed and she prayed unto the Lord. Oh, we going somewhere and I may not even be able to read the scripture. I might just have to tell you the story. So she, 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 she tells him 
uh, he, she goes into prayer and she's praying unto the Lord. And Eli finds her. And Eli finds her praying. And he sees her mouth moving, but no words coming out. He said, What's wrong with this chick? She must be drunk. How you come to the temple drunk? First century, because there's some drunk folk that come to the church today that come with their stuff in their hand, with their stuff they used last night. They come with their hangups and their issues and their circumstances. But Hannah was not that type. I told you she was not a girl from Inglewood. She kept her composure. So, 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 so she, so she was very mellow, and she, and she was like, you know, I'm not drunk. I'm, I'm, I'm praying to God. I'm, I'm interceding for God. And, 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 and so she left. He left Hannah. And Hannah just went on and prayed, and she believed God. Yes. And then, chapter two, she starts off with a song to the Lord. Yes. Come on, yes. Come on. Because she's got a release in her spirit. Yes. See, once she realizes that she's coming to agreement with heaven, and heaven has now responded to her prayers, she now seals it with a praise. I'm trying to get you to get to your next level of agreement. See, when you cry out to God, you have to seal that thing in worship. You got to seal that thing with a praise so that God will know that you have come into a line with him and that now what has been manifested in the heavens can manifest in the earth realm. See, praise bring down what you called out of the heavens so that it can manifest in the earth realm. See, you got to understand that that's what's going to push God's hand to move for you even the greater when you're praising him when you don't see it. When you're praising him when you don't feel it. When you're praising him when you said I'm going to have a baby but I, don't have, I still got my menstrual. Can I preach this thing like I feel it? What? I, I'm going to have a baby. Oh my God, but I don't have any signs. But she's still praising God. So as she praises God in chapter 2 and and God blesses her Jesus. to give birth Amen. to a son, Samuel. But this is the part that is amazing because you, you got to realize, I, I told you that she was at a position where it was not about her. God had an assignment for her to birth something in the earth realm. So when she had made, when, when the thing had fully manifested and she became pregnant, she said, I am going to give him back to God. Yeah. Now, some of us understand in our finite mind that when I give my child back to God is that we give him back to him and we commit him to the Lord and we ask the Lord to watch over him and cover him and all those various things. But not Hannah. She took it to another dimension. She, uh, she, she, she gave, literally gave Samuel back to God. So as you read the scripture, you find out that Samuel was living in the temple and she only came to see him once a year. How can you only visit something that you labored for for so long only once a year because I trust who I put him in his hands to be with. I trust the God who gave him to me and I trust the God who's going to take care of him. So I Altar. 
call, you have to honor what you spoke. See, this is how we get out of agreement because we make a lot of vows and we speak a lot of noise and we speak a lot of things in our emotions, but we don't hold on to them. Hannah had a new attitude. She had a different perspective. This is not your normal mom. Who leaves their baby who's, who's been barren, who's never had children, who has these, these rejection issues, yeah. self-esteem issues, confidence issues. See, I'm talking to you women. I know it's, you know, I know we done had our women's yeah. program and we done did all that stuff. And you know, now May is the month of mental awareness. So I'm trying to help you because she's going through some mental anguish. Amen. Oh, some of y'all didn't even know that. Amen. So she is in a position where the only thing she needs to be healed is that she keeps her word and her yes. commitment. Yes. That I'm leaving him in the temple. Yes. But now, Samuel is in the temple and he's been given the responsibility to now work alongside of the priest Eli. Yeah. Oh my God, I gotta tell the story and my time is looking real good. So Holy Ghost, I thank you for stealing the time. So, so, so just keep working with me, Holy Ghost. Keep working with me, Holy Ghost. So, so as Samuel is, is, is in the presence of God and he's in the vein of God and, and he's working alongside of Eli, he's seeing what it takes to be a man of God. <laughs> and also, the Bible points out, because I want you to understand something, that this comes from what Hannah has spoken over his life. I'm not just giving you back to God and you're not going to be a sign and you're not going to do what God has called you to be. The Bible says every year that she came, she made a robe to fit him. She made a robe so that every year she was putting on the anointing of Eli. See, you have to begin to put the anointing of the glory of God upon your children that you want them to be in the kingdom of God. I know you put a helmet on them. I know you put shoulder pads on them. I know you put cleats on them and you put a bat in their hand and you put a softball in their hand, a football and a basketball and a soccer ball. But have you put the glory of God in their hand? we place them in the presence of God? Have we offered them truly back to him so that they can become all what God has deemed for them to become? So Hannah makes a role for him every year because he's growing. She makes adjustments. She says, my son is growing. He's increasing. But every year, I want him to have the mantle on him. I don't want a year to go by where, she, where he misses the mantle. See, you can't, and you, some of us can't afford to miss a Sunday. Baby, one Sunday will throw you back into an R. Kelly trapped in the closet moment like you've never seen before. I got a real church in here. You ain't all 
always been saved. I love this church. I love this church. Oh yeah, we got some residue on us. I love it. It's on me too. It's on me too. I ain't throwing no shade. It's on me too. Calling Mr. Beast. on him that you have to look like where you're going. Oh my God. Look like where you're going. I'm placing a robe on you. I'm placing a match on you. I'm placing anointing on you. I want you to be like Eli. I want you to be around the anointing. So now let's, let, let's speed the story up, but I want to give you a sidebar because I want you to understand something. Samuel was being raised up for purpose. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. Come on now. Come on. Eli's sons were out of order. Yeah. Come on now. Now, I want you, I want to point something out to you because a lot of times when we share the story, when we talk about the story, and we, and, and we deal with Hophni uh, 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 and, what's his name? Hophniis and Hophni. Phineas and Hophni. See, Deacon Jerry, that's, that's my Bible scholar. You got to know. Phineas and Hophni, Eli's sons, they had issues with their flesh. Now, they were priests alongside their father. And they had been given the commission to, to be responsible for things in the temple. Now, they let their flesh get to them where the women who were assisting in the temple, they had begun to sleep with now see you have to make it 21st century because the priests get some grace and some leeway because people trust them sometimes prematurely because of the position and the title and the charisma that they may carry and sometimes that charisma will get you caught up and your influence will put you in a compromising positions. So Hophni and Phineas had issue and they could not control their flesh. But uh, that was one of the issues, but one of the bigger issues, yeah, they sleeping with the women in church. Okay, I got that. That's a real problem with God. But let me point out the real bigger issue. How they handle the offering. going somewhere. Can you just... You don't have to be there to six, but I'm not going to keep you to six. So listen. So, in the temple, the children of Israel would bring their offering. And they would bring the offering to the priest to begin to prepare the offering. They were to boil the offering and they were supposed to give the, the, the fat of the offering was supposed to go into the priest. So now, what happens is that they wanted, they had, you know, privilege and they thought that they had privilege they said they didn't want to wait they said give me the first part they want the first part because they wanted it a certain way I don't like my meat boiled see whatever was left and there was a portion that was offered it was supposed to go to the priest because the priests were working for the house of God working for the temple and this was their particular offering to sustain their house to feed them the church fed the priest amen the church fed the pastor the leader it was a responsibility to feed that particular they were feeding the sheep then now you feed the shepherd so here they had an issue 
But they begin to take the best part for themselves. And this is where we have issue at because now you're desecrating God's offering and you're making what the people have offered up because they've sacrificed to give an offering. So you gotta, you gotta go back Old Testament. See, they made a sacrifice because they had to come and give their best lamb, their best piece of meat. Y'all, y'all need to, I wish y'all could know your Bible. So he had to, they had to offer the best piece. So now God said, you're going to manipulate and take from the best of what the people have sacrificed. They done been through so much. They done been through all this turmoil. And they sacrificed their wages. They done worked seven days a week overtime. And now they sold their best. And now you want the first off the top. More. See, they were taking more than that they were supposed to take. And this was the issue. So now... A man of God, we, we, we haven't even got this chapter, we just in chapter 2. Yeah. See, y'all, what? We're going to get to 3 because I'm going to read through. God, i got to set the backdrop. This is the power of agreement. So the prophet comes to Eli and tells Eli, look, you need to check your sons. Eli gives them a soft checking that was not good enough. So the man of God prophesied that he was going to deal with his sons and they were going to die. Yeah. So now, I'm, I'm going somewhere because now we're getting ready to jump in chapter 3. Because I told you Samuel was being raised up for purpose. Samuel was being raised up to replace Hophni and Phinehas. How are you around your replacements? I'm going to adopt the Matthew Stevenson anointing. Oh, you gotta, you gotta be in the spirit. Oh my God. Oh Jesus. Listen, listen, listen. So God was raising up Samuel, and He was letting him know that God, I'm anointing you, and if you come into agreement with what I called you to do, I'm gonna bless you. So now let's pick this story up at chapter three because I gotta read this because I can't paraphrase this. I want you to see the meat of it. another sidebar when, when Eli did rebuke his sons the Bible says in the message translation it said because they kept doing what they wanted to do God said he said I'm, I'm going to let them do what they want to do I'm going to leave them be I'm not going to keep trying to tell them to get it right see some folk you keep wasting time and their mindset has already drifted into another direction and they don't want to come back some folks have been backslidden for so long, they're not coming back. You've been trying and trying and crying over, Lord, save them, Lord, do it. No, they are in a reprobate state. They don't want God. They don't want to hear about God. They don't want to know nothing about God. But they used to be in fellowship with God. And these were men of God who knew God, but God said they don't went away. He said, I'm not going to keep fighting over that. Let them go. Let me help you. I'm trying to help you. We in first Samuel now. I'm in the amplified version. I'm in the amplified. Amen. Y'all ready? Amen. Let's get to the meat. You said, "Man, I ate good already." <laughs> Don't worry, we got some more left on the bone. <laughs> I want you to get all of it. You get ready to pick the. You get ready to pick that bone up and get the good stuff. See, you need to know how to eat a steak. I know it's real white tablecloth, but when you get down to the last part, you don't pay fifty dollars for the steak. You're gonna have to pick that joker up. I want all that in between that. Oh, 
Because him, him and Eli are the only ones up in here. Because everybody can't sleep in the temple now. So here he is, he's sleeping in the temple. He said, what? Eli, must be you calling. So here comes a second time. Samuel, Samuel. Samuel jumps up. Here I am, Eli. He said, man, I didn't call you. Go lay back down. So the third time. Samuel. Oh, my God. I'm on my third towel. But I'm not on my first clothes yet. Oh, So listen, it's 11.43. Come on, we're doing, we doing good. Because I'm, 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 I'm going to speed this thing up real fast. So now, listen to this. The third time, he calls Samuel again. And Samuel goes back to Eli. He said, man, I know you called me. I heard you. So at this time, Eli realizes, this is the Lord calling you. So Eli got out because, you know, you have sleep. Eli trying to get his neck. Eli, Eli, Eli. What, Samuel? I'm asleep. Did you call me? No, boy, I'm asleep. <laughs> so this why three times, because Eli getting in and you interrupted my sleep. I don't know what's happening, what's going on. So the third time, now Eli's spirit is up. Yeah. He said, wait a minute. Come on, come on, come on. I've had similar experiences. Yes. So now I'm going to pull the boy back to where I met God. He said, now if you hear that voice again, this is what he said. He said, here I am, Lord. Speak to your servant. <laughs> Can I read it? Verse 10. He said, then the Lord came and stood and called as at previous time. Samuel, Samuel, then Samuel answered, speak for your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will ring. On that day, I will carry out, I will carry out against Eli everything that I've spoken concerning his house family from beginning to end. Now I have told him that I'm about to judge his house forever for the sinful behavior which he knew was happening because his sons were bringing a curse on themselves, dishonoring and blaspheming God, and he did not rebuke them. Oh my God. So God said. How are you going to tell Samuel the word about his pastor? Oh, you've been serving your man of God, and now God gives you a word that's going to have to come to the man of God in order for you to be able to release it. This is going to determine if you profit material. <laughs> Digging out that oh my God, I need some help in this place today. So let me, let me, let me, let me speak this thing up until we got to close it out. So now, at this point, God ministers the word to Samuel. He tells him what's going to happen to Eli's house. Now, this is only confirmation for what the man of God has already told Eli in chapter 2. The prophet has already came and ministered the same word. But now, Samuel is getting the word because Samuel's being prepared to take his son's place. You got to pay attention. Because now Samuel is going to become the judge and the prophet of the children of Israel. And he is going to be the one that's going to lead them forward. So now God has to give him the plan of what's going to happen. And now he gives him a word concerning Eli, his headship, his leadership, his pastor. He's been serving him. And now the next day Samuel says, I don't want to tell Samuel this word. I mean, tell Eli this word. He said, man, I don't know what to do. But because Samuel came into agreement with God 
And now Eli came to him and he said, listen, I want you to tell me everything God told you. Now Eli knows that God has had a conversation with Samuel. Because Eli recognizes that if God is calling you, he ain't just calling you for no reason. He's calling to have a conversation with you. See, this is why I get leery when people always get up talking about God was talking to me. How much is he talking to you? And you're not never saying nothing to us. But he's talking to you. Amen? So if God is doing this talking, he's talking, and he told Sam, he said, look. Eli said, I want you to tell me everything. So he told him. And then Eli says, whatever God chooses to do, let it be done. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. He said, whatever God chooses to do, because he said God is in control. He said, I don't have no control over what God's going to do concerning me because I know what has happened. Because he told me, he said, ain't no offering can change what's happened with your sons. You got I'm in the book. See, some people think you can bring your offering that's going to change God's heart concerning you. It ain't enough dollars that's going to bring you out of that place of damnation until you truly repent from your heart. See, some folks trying to put a godly mouth on a dollar on, on forgiveness and on, on a liberty to come before God and say you can put a price on it and say forgive me because I paid you off. You a lie, devil. Ooh. I'm telling you, it's some pastors and some churches that's giving people on the board, the people that's in the pews, hush money. Oh, y'all don't think it's happening? You need to see it all around you. They creeping up in your front door. Not the back door, the front door. You think they was just, you think that half an hour in Phoenix was the only, they was going to sleep with women in church? No, they still going on today, 20%. Y'all can <laughs> It still happens. So now, God got to raise up Samuel. Because Samuel has been dedicated to God from the beginning. He's not been tainted. Oh my God. He's been kept from all the foolishness, all that outside madness. God has kept him and consecrated him, kept him in a position where he would hear God's voice and yield to his voice and obey his voice. So when he gave the word to Eli, now this confirms that he's able to carry the mantle of the prophetic. See, some of us miss the mantle of the prophetic because we have not released what God has put in our life. He's, he's given us words to speak and we're too afraid to share it. See, because this is a word of correction to his leader. Oh, y'all see, y'all only want the houses and the cars. See, if I'm giving you words of wisdom concerning what's going to help your life, that's a word that you need to be open to receive also. Do I have to keep going backwards and keep telling you the story? If my pastor did not tell me, boy, you need to come out of fornication. With an F, not a P. I told you last week I didn't know how to spell it when I first was saved. I didn't know. I didn't know. It's with an F, not a P. And the mothers used to say fortification. So you had to be open to that. She was, she was releasing the word. She, she knew it. She said it. I mean, it's, it's there. You got to get out of that. You got to get free. Because God had a plan for my life. So now he deals with Eli. Uh, what we going to read? I want to close this thing out. Uh, let me pick you up at, uh, that's at verse 15. And we're going to read to the end. We're going to close and we're going to get out of here. So Samuel lay down until morning. 
Then he opened the doors of the Lord's house. But Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He answered, here I am. Then Eli said, what is, this? what is it that he said to you? Please do not hide it from me. May God do the same to you. And more also, if you hide from me anything of all that he said to you. So Samuel told him everything hiding nothing from him. And Eli said, it is the Lord. May he do what seems good to him. Well. Verse 19. See, Eli could not do anything but come into agreement with what God had said because he knew he was out of order. Yes. Amen. See, some of us, when you know you're out of order and God starts rebuking yes. you and correcting you yes. and he starts bringing conviction on your life because you know you've been out of place, you know you've been jacked up. If you got any Holy Ghost in you and if you're in this house, the Holy Ghost going to bring conviction to you. So that's what I keep telling you. I'm going to have to come at you and up, knock on your pew because the Holy Ghost going to do it. Yes. Whether you whether you admit to it or not, I can see the Holy Ghost dealing with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I see you. Uh-huh. Yep. You ain't been here in two Sundays. Now you feeling some kind of way. Girl, let the Holy Ghost deal with you and get yourself back in your seat. Ain't no need you letting the enemy talk you out of your place because you got shame and guilt on you. Uh-uh, baby. You better get your you was bad enough to do it with the devil. Now you need to be bad enough to get it right with God. Because I don't want any. So Samuel told him everything, holding nothing from Eli. Verse 19. Now Samuel grew and the Lord was with him, and he let none of his words fail to be fulfilled. Listen to that. He let none of his words fail. Whatever Samuel began to prophesy and speak, it came to pass. And all Israel from Dan in the north to Bathsheba in the south knew that Samuel was appointed as a prophet of the Lord. What? They knew he had been appointed as a prophet of the Lord because every word he spoke never failed. I told you, if I, ain't no need to be prophesying and I don't hit something. I mean, if you're going to throw darts, you should be throwing at the board. At least hit the board. You ain't going to hit the bulls out all the time, but at least hit something on the board. Aim toward the board. If you're going to speak something out about speak it in a direction that something going to hit. Shooting darts and throwing darts ain't got no aim. You ain't three trying to hit the board or nothing. You telling folk just crazy stuff. You gonna get a bitly by tomorrow. Now how you make seven dollars now? Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel and Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Close the book. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. Wow. That thing blessed me. Samuel was being raised up for purpose, for destiny. Because his mama called an assignment on his life from the beginning. What are you calling on your children's life? Are you calling death destruction? Are you calling that they're going to be less than? They're not going to achieve 
Even in spite of all the challenges that we've gone through with little Jonas and these issues and conversations and all these going back and forth, the arguments, I still had to speak. I, I commend you're going to still be great and successful. You're going to still manifest something out of this. Because as we found out and we were talking to other parents, they said, when you have similar stories, they say, you know what, they go through these phases, they, they fake, because we're in transition. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Understand the transition phase. We've had our phases. We were young and we made stupid mistakes, we made dumb choices. Just dumb, just stupid, just out of order. I know I made some, so I can't. So you gotta realize if you made some dumb mistakes, that's your seed. They gonna make some dumb mistakes too. I don't care how much you put in them, how much you try. I had the same stuff put in me. I didn't have that, that godly stuff. They had, I had principles and, and values that were placed in me, and I still went against the grain and made dumb choices. And I had the consequences to come along with it. Amen. But thank God that we grow and we mature through it. Amen? Wow. That thing was good. I don't know where to go now. Because that thing, that thing just blessed me. Five minutes of this little sidebar message. I just want you to be open to hear this just to the body of Christ. This is the people through to hear. We're going to take up a seed from Brother Joel. Whatever Zeus, we're not going to do no Zeus seed. We're not going to do two seed. We're going to take up a seed, bless Joel, and we're going to be good and let him go and minister this evening. But I just want to share some things and, and just, I want you to see how God ministers to the body of Christ and he gives people what they need. And so, um, I love the way the Holy Spirit works. And he'll just begin to minister and speak things. Um, one sidebar, I'm just mentioning this one real quick. Um, when I sent out that email concerning um, that spirit with the kids, that sex education thing, I was just flicking through the channels. And I ran across this C-SPAN or news network. And I went past it, but then I went back. Because the Holy Spirit led me back. And in California, they passed laws to teach as young as kindergarten about sex education. And I ain't talking about the little simple stuff that you learn when you're in high school. That the organs, the things that oh no, they want to teach you about you know bondage and the 